The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. He's a comedian, actor, writer, host, internet sensation. Phenomenon. Yes, he's a phenomenon, ladies and gentlemen. Please give it up for Randy Rainbow. <laughs> you can sit next to me. It'll be the opposite of Mean Girls. You can't sit with us. And we wear pink on Thursdays. And we wear pink on Thursdays today. Hi. Hi. Brandy, yeah. welcome. Thank you for having me. Let me move me. back so Will can look at you, too. Yes. Please. I feel that connection already. Do you feel a synergy happening I here? I do. Oh, good. Well, Thank you for having me. Welcome. Thank you for coming, oh, man. It's my pleasure and honor. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so, uh, there's so about? so much to get to uh, oh, really? with you. you I'm are emotionally <laughs> drained myself. <laughs> Why are I you I just got off drained? a flight, and I've been watching that Kavanaugh hearing all Oh, that'll drain you. Why would you do that to yourself? It's horrifying. Well, I have to. It's my job. It's like looking at yourself in the mirror when you're crying. I'm it so it pretty when I cry. Sad. Like me and Carrie Underwood. <laughs> cry pretty. <laughs> Glitter tears. Yeah. But you're right. This sort of these these sort of events are fuel for what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this has been a good run. How do you? It has. It's terrible for our country, around. but great for my career. <laughs> and I think that's, that's what we should. <laughs> well, really, yeah, that's all us funny people love it. How do you turn something so ridiculous into your act? Go. <laughs> <laughs> how do you mean how ridiculous? Do you, like, my act is because ridiculous. the fact that there's just. That whole situation is ridiculous, but it's actually happening, which is the depressing part. I know. Well, how do you turn that around to make something? Well, it's very so horrifying. easy, actually. I mean, I think that's why comedians are, you know, a lot of people doing comedy are, are thriving, right? In these uh, times, because it's um, it writes itself. You know, yep. there's too much material to choose from. In do fact. you think when they look back in history, they'll call this the dark ages? <laughs> I think the dark orange ages. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like burnt sienna. Burnt sienna the ages. Okay. The good. Blood Very orange. Very descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, I'm having a good run, so who cares? <laughs> so when you, w w you're. Uh, do I have to like talk? This you like I've never matter. used a mic before. You I'm a professional. <laughs> Go ahead. So your, your um, Kavanaugh video. Yeah. Um, you wrote that based on the song Camelot. Right? I did. Thank you for noticing. Absolutely. So we, your obviously your Broadway background kind of lends itself to what you're doing. But do you like as soon as you hear that you know the candidate is named Kavanaugh? <laughs> is that the first you're like this is the best thing that ever happened? Yeah, I'm very gay, and what? so Wait, yeah, I'm, what? I, I, I'm <laughs> giving you an exclusive. <laughs> I am gay, and I'm a huge show queen. Also, no surprise. And so I think automatically in in show tunes. So sometimes, you know, so whatever is happening in life, personally or, you know, uh, on the world stage, I automatically go to the show tune <laughs> parallel to that situation. Which so I would like to thank you for. <laughs> thank. Are you a, a theater I love person? Musicals. Okay, there you go. Um, so sometimes it'll be, you know, 
the situation, or sometimes it'll just sort of be wordplay, like with that one. So, yeah, yeah. Kavanaugh, Camelot, I'm a genius. And also, it's just a kind of a catchy song, so. Yeah. An earworm is always good for me. So how did you get started? Uh, just doing the videos, or yeah, in I life? mean, like, what made you go? Just in life, how were you born? Uh, was well, it a C-section, or it was, was it a C-section? Okay, Do all right. I, could you tell? I knew you were special. <laughs> my hair is perfect. <laughs> yes. Um, I well, I started my going all the way back. I have a, a theater background first right. and foremost. Yeah, was always on the stage. And um, very long story short, I moved to New York and kind of put that on hold and started writing and started developing my comedy voice and had a blog when everyone in life had a blog. And that then turned into the, vi my first, the first time I made a video, it was called um, Randy Rainbow is Dating Mel Gibson. <laughs> so that was the first time I kind of inserted myself into the hot topic. How did that relationship nice. end? It, it's still going on okay. very right. strong. So Thank you. Wanted to make sure. <laughs> yes, he'll be here at my show tomorrow night. <laughs> um, and then it and I just kind of stuck with that format because that that video went viral. That was my first time being viral. Yeah. That I know of, and um, <laughs> so I stuck with that format. And then you know, can I can I say? You yes, can say whatever. whatever you the want. shit hit the fan yeah. in 2016, and it kind of took everything to the next level. Your mic just slowly starts. I don't know what <laughs> why you gave me the bum <laughs> mic. I'm the <laughs> guest. There's a little blue pill. We're gonna give it. Okay. It works wonders. There Speaking you of go. Mel Gibson. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so then once so then once your video started to go viral, did you feel a sort of pressure to maintain that level of success? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh Yeah. I, I don't think that ever goes away with for any any performer. Well, to kind of get struck by lightning and have that first video go viral. Right. That's a high standard to set for yourself. It is. Well, yeah, it's certainly sort of fueled um what I was doing and made me want to stay at least there and luckily, you know, hopefully surpass it, which I hope I have. Right. Now, now, when you started this, was it a thing of, okay, I'll make a video when something strikes me or did you have a consistent schedule? Like I want to release one. Never have. I'm very inconsistent. Um, you know, I'm called a YouTube person, but I, I don't like release a video every Wednesday. I don't, you know, do just like webcam right. stuff where I'm talking about, what I'm gonna have for dinner and stuff. Uh, so I, I, I try to just um, wait until some, something really strikes me and I think I have a really worthy idea. Do you have videos that you'll do and then you look at it and go, eh, I'm not putting that out? Every video I make. Really? <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's part of the creative process is that you know we're, we're very hard on ourselves as, as comedians especially. Right. And uh, I uh, have a very isolated uh, process in that uh, it's just me in my apartment with my cat staring at me. Right. So I, there's nobody Which that are I... the hardest critics. They are. They're the real assholes, cats. <laughs> uh, I'll say it. And um, so I don't have like a producer or a writing partner even that I bounce ideas off of. So, and then I, and I try to get all my stuff out like in two days tops. So I'm usually up until the wee hours of the morning editing. And so by the end of every editing process at like 5 a.m., I always am thinking to myself, what the hell is this? No <laughs> one's going to find this funny. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, it, and it's, very, it's also a very unnatural thing to edit yourself. Yeah. So 
It's it's like at by five a.m. It just looks like shapes and colors and sounds, and I'm like, this you is not funny. While I should stop the hard drugs. You're yeah. saying? Oh, okay. Well, just well now editing. she tells me. Do it the rest of the time. All right. Yeah. Okay. You're good then. Whatever. So you're doing <laughs> all of your production work. You're doing. I do. It's just myself. No one wants to work with me. That's crazy. Brian it's will fill out true. that application. Y yeah, if you're if you're looking for you know a producer, I can. I really? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. Well, it's not I'm LinkedIn, not Brian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Calm down. <laughs> what is this? He just slid into your DMs in person. Jesus. I'm looking for a gig. Back okay. off yeah. a little. We <laughs> get it. I'm his agent. Calm down. So very with, aggressive. With starting with a viral video, how much weight did you have? I as lost far about. As <laughs> I mean, you're looking a little morbidly obese. I didn't want to say anything, but you <laughs> Thank know, you. the radio people can't see it. So. Thank you, sir. Um, but how much clout did you give to your viewers commenting and with their responses and feedback? Um, how much clout did I give the the comment? You mean how much yeah. do I pay attention yeah, to it? I don't. I well, when you first started to now. Um, I don't really. I don't. Well, I only get positive comments and feedback. That's not you true. Because I don't look at the other yeah, one. I, no, <laughs> but uh, you actually would be surprised by how much hate mail I don't receive and how many hate comments I don't get. That's amazing. Considering uh, a lot of the stuff I do is sort of politically based. Right. Although it's you know it's more I think the, the my commentary is more on like behavioral like absurdity more than I'm making right. a political statement. But um, I think I, get, I oftentimes hear from people saying like I don't agree with your politics I hate gay people I hate white people I'm a, I'm in the KKK will but I love on your, your videos video? yeah will? Who's that? I said will commented on your video it is usually will yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that what you saw yeah. under my that will? Is will that you? that would be me yes. yeah so I've been hacked yeah there you go but they'll say I'm I'm but a terrible person, but I love your videos. They'll so say I'm a terrible person. But well, essentially, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I think it's just that's just a testament to how unifying humor can be. Yeah, absolutely. In these times, yeah. So then, um, if you could, you know, without giving away uh, too much, like kind of take us a little bit through your creative process. So an idea strikes you. Do you immediately grab the pen and paper and start to formulate something? Pen and paper. It? What is this? 1982. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh. Um, I just sit in front of C CNN and with my laptop and I just listen to Wolf Blitzer and I try to keep up and I take notes on everything. Uh, if it's, if it's for instance, uh, if I'm doing like a fake uh, interview with Kellyanne Conway, mm -hmm. I'll watch the video back, you know, the original video back of her and Chris Cuomo, which is fine because I love him. And I'll just watch it over and over and do timestamps of all of her Quotes. And then I'll sort of take that and write a script from it and insert my little quips and, and one-liners. And um, then I'll write the song parody. Then I'll record for about three hours, film it for another three, and then I stay up all night editing. Wow. So I try to be fast because in this day and age with social media, you have to be fast. And also if and you're covering this news cycle, exactly. by noon the next day, everything is fucking different. Can I say fucking? Yeah. Um, no, but uh, we'll bleep it out on our other live edit. <laughs> okay, good. So you got to be quick. I haven't yeah. slept since June of 2006. Yeah. You get any sleep? Like it's, <laughs> fine. it's fine. Yeah. He's like, it's great. One <laughs> glitter tear has rolled down his cheek. Thank you for the glitter. Um, how do you feel about Hamilton? He's, uh, he's I dated him. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. You mean the show Hamilton? No, no, the guy you dated. No, and then I the show, also the show. Can I s- be honest right no, here on this podcast? because you're going to say something negative and then we can't be friends. I No, I love the music from Hamilton. I have not seen Hamilton yet. Oh, okay, that's fine. I thought you were going to be like, <laughs> it's terrible. She's seen it no, in I like love 10 it. different Are countries. Are you obsessed with <laughs> Hamilton? Oh, you're that one person who I'm loves I'm Hamilton? You're the Listen, one. Let's yeah. be serious. We're You're two so people, <laughs> my boyfriend and I. Okay. He, your boyfriend loves Hamilton, too? Yeah. Okay. Is he here tonight? Uh-huh. Can I Did meet him? Front row <laughs> him right yep. Is that him? No. Oh. No. Uh, he doesn't believe in my artistic part. I'm kidding. <laughs> he's he's, he's not right supportive. Now. Oh, okay. Really. Yeah. He's I love Hamilton. Do you ask every guest that? No, or but you're a musical theater. I love the music. I've parodied a number of songs from Hamilton. Yeah. I would love to be in Hamilton. Yeah. Well, let me make some calls. Do something. Since Please now I'm your agent. write a letter to your local Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, I got you. Thank you. Have you have you performed on Broadway? No, oh, thank you no. for bringing okay. it up. Well, no, I'm sorry. Now <laughs> I'm depressed. No, not yet, but it's certainly a dream of mine, and and hopefully I would Way love to. Way to go, to Brian. Yeah. I would love to. You know, and uh, we're developing this sh- this live production that I'm doing now. Would love to kind of flesh it out into something that could mm-hmm. eventually have a life in New York. Uh, or to uh, originate a role or take over for the king in Hamilton would be super cool. You would want that Who would else would I be in Hamilton? <laughs> that's true. All, yeah, that's the only white what guy did you in think? the musical, <laughs> so yeah. you're correct. The only flamboyantly gay <laughs> white guy. That's right. who I meant. Keep up. Yeah. All right. So Hamilton himself was not flamboyant in the play? I've I haven't seen it. Play. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know. So what is your favorite city to visit when doing comedy? This one. Where are we? <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. I love Detroit. That's right. He loves it here. I've I've had this is sort of my first experience touring. Because oh. I know because I wasn't a stand up before this. So, th- so I'm really sort of like doing the touring thing now. And luckily we've we've I've had a great time everywhere I've been. Yeah. We were just in Jersey. Which was great. <laughs> Where else have we played that was good? <laughs> Florida, Texas. Was Texas? I was a little nervous, but actually, yeah. a good experience. No, he didn't. He <laughs> said, "Beto, shut up." One of our audience members randomly knows everything. Randy Rainbow. That's my tour manager, John. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Wow, sir, that's a lot of information you have on Randy." But this is my first time here so in North Carolina, and I'm super excited. Well, good. We're happy to have you. Yeah. How do you transition from doing videos to stand-up on a stage? Well, this show is really all about the music. A lot of my viral videos are song parodies. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of returning to my original roots, <laughs> uh, my musical theater roots. And so I have a, a band with me, mm. four-piece band. And we have this big screen behind me and interactive videos that kind of segue into the song parodies. And I do all the hits live. So it's super cool. It's sort of like me in concert, which has always been a dream for me. Right. So it's a lot of fun. Your real name is Randy Rainbow. It is. I would not make that shit up. <laughs> I, what? Yeah. I've never met a last name Rainbow. Well, there you go. There's and a few of us. And that just seems like pretty freaking magical. It was a difficult childhood, but it's working out now, thankfully. Yeah, I mean, you're watching the money fly in. Well, I mean, I didn't grow up to be like a like a quarterback. What is that football? Quarterback. Whatever it is, I'm not like a sports person or like a you know, but it is my real name. Gwen and Jerry Rainbow are are my parents. I love that. 
Mm-hmm. How many Thank times you. have you fought the urge to tell someone to taste the rainbow? <laughs> Are you hitting right on me right now? <laughs> yes. No, I. Uh, Was that I've a heard. Nod I've and heard. Because that's what I would do all the time. No, he said, "Are you hitting on me right now?" And you went. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting mixed signals. I just, n- I just nod my head to guess. I um, don't really hear a lot of what you all say. <laughs> no, but I he- I've heard them all growing up, obviously, and that was a big but have one you in said high it? school. I've never said it once ever. Oh, I was really? I'm gonna open the show with it tomorrow. No, no, no. I meant after. You, you mean sexually? Yeah. Okay. That's what I meant. We'll <laughs> see how this <laughs> goes. <Next> opportunity. <laughs> So then, wh- what will you be doing at the festival? You're performing here tomorrow night, is it? Yeah, I'm night? doing my I'm doing my live show. I, uh, we're bringing the whole band. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's a big fan of bands. She loves, loves bands. bands. She doesn't even care what kind. R- um, your show in the in the in the whole festival. Your show is one of the hottest tickets in this in this whole. They festival. tell me that. Yeah, it's, it's hotter it's than this. Hard to believe. I know. Yeah. I'm staring what? at a sold out crowd here. I find yes. it hard to believe. That's right. <laughs> we can double the reactions, right? Yeah, post yeah, <laughs> post production, d- all kinds of magic we can do. You know, okay. all kinds yeah. of stuff we can do. Yeah, soundboards and crickets. Well, well, yeah, I'm very excited to hear that it's selling well. Like Great. I said, it's my first time here, so it's nice that it's uh, uh nice to feel welcomed. Yeah. Well, y- y- you, I know a lot of folks who are excited. A lot of folks said, oh, "Oh, you got Randy Rainbow on the podcast." And I'm a big deal. That you, you are clearly. And so Literally humble. I mean, also. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. So <laughs> then, w- uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> See, I worked it we'll, in. We'll end on. That's a good note to end on, uh, yeah, Randy. Really thanks for stopping by, man. Thank and tell you, us about honey. the uh, show. The and show to is up. tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Friday night. If Friday you're night. Yeah. At what time? Eight o'clock. And where? I don't know. You he can count. He I just don't held know where. In McGlowan, I believe McGlowan Theater. At the what is it? It's the McGlowan Theater. There at the uh, Blumenthal Center for the Arts. 8 o'clock, Square, Friday 8 o'clock night. Come on down. Uh, September 28th. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you guys for having me. Thank we'll be you. back. He's really great with children when it comes to immigration. He thinks he's making progress with denuclearization. He's only hated from Seattle to the Carolinas and likes to greet his lady friends by grabbing their vaginas. He likes to greet his lady friends by grabbing their vaginas. He likes to greet his lady friends by grabbing their vaginas. He likes to greet his lady friends by grabbing their vaginas. Queen Elizabeth did not see that coming. He's certainly proficient at hijacking an election. At Edo, he is not afraid of not taking direction. Aside from all his ignorance, the chaos and subpoenas. You know him from, wow, television. You know I'm from drunk. You know I'm from Just summer everything. You know I'm from the yes. bar last night. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Jason King. How are you this morning, my I'm, man? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. It is such. Oh, and he brought Kyle Kinane with him. Uh, <laughs> I'm just the assistant. I'm just helping out. I'm just here to help Jason out. How's your coffee? Fresh it up. You good? All right. Jason actually said you were his fluffer. So is that what's going, man? You're making those jokes in the AM here. Right. Is it AM? I'm sorry. I haven't gone to bed. I'm just. I'm hammered right now. Oh, well, lucky you. <laughs> so this is your first time performing in Charlotte at the. No, I've been here. I've been here twice before, but not for a full weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're living it up. How was last night? I would say it was pretty good. Jason, yeah, I would do agree. You, do you agree? It was I a good time. Yeah. The very polite heckler. <laughs> the politest heckler. Yeah, well, a woman so made a, co- a woman made a comment and uh, immediately just went, "I'm so sorry." You know, like <laughs> the same woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she said something not mean, but just made a comment and then just, "I'm so sorry." I'm like, "You're fine." Like I felt right. bad for her. Like, right. I couldn't even stop apologizing. 
It's, it's, it's weird when people are like, you know, I get drunks to the show and they're having fun, but then they don't know how to behave. And I'm trying to like, listen, I want you to stay here. But if you keep talking, ah. you're going to get kicked out. I know, Kyle. I'm just a big fan. I'm like, all right, you're doing the thing I told you not to do, but you're being very nice. You got spot. it, buddy. I won't. I was, it was a club in Washington. Like, you got it, man. I'm just so happy to be here. I'm like, all right, just stop talking. And then the bouncers are next to him. I'm like, look at that guy next to you. He's going to ask you to leave if you say one more thing. Oh, this guy, he's big. I don't want to leave, Kyle. I really want to see Buddy, goddammit, man. I'm trying to be on your side. Oh. And is there always a person next to him that's like, oh, I, I know. I, I think the guy next to him was just didn't even realize either. He's a big fan, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> you paid money for these tickets. I want you to get your money's worth. Uh, oh, my yeah, God. What are you going to do? The, uh, the polite heckler. She's that's, a sweetheart. I'm, I think she's like the, the, the lesser too. of so many evils, right? I mean, they're worse. She, she said something. I made eye contact and said something. She's, oh, I, I made an error. I wish more. <laughs> I wish more people would understand that. Like once this, yeah. that's the, the that's the just the most cowardly thing is to heckle and then somebody's like, oh yeah, well what's that? And then they're like, oh, oh no, <laughs> oh I've been called out for being a dickhead. Oh no. Right. I got the impression they might have been like new new club people. There was I think some new, new people comedy. For you. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Got to realize some people are new and they're like, oh, oh, oh I, can't, I can't do that here. Yeah, Whoops. that's she, right. Yeah, she was just. Yeah, th- it was a good show. Yeah. A couple I thought, I thought odd statements show, yeah. that came out, but nothing, yeah. nothing bad. There's a woot here and there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like but it was, uh, it was fun. Nice folks. Thursday night, the service industry people. They got to work Friday, Saturday, so they know how to come out and hang out. So that was a good one. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, are good. Yeah. so then, what? Uh, how did you two link up? Did you have, you know him before, Jason, or? No, but look, we got, we got. Uh, we're pals now. Yeah, we're pals. It's good. We saw some shit last night. <laughs> did Jason stalk we you, did. Kyle? <laughs> did he flood your social media? What? Honestly, if somebody stalks me, I'm usually just like, this guy seems fun. And then I wind up being pals. I don't think I've ever had a stalker. Just a friend I haven't met yet. <laughs> oh, my God. Just a restraining order I haven't had to get yet. That's if more women that. would just see it that way. No, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of just dudes that look like me. That's what the bar was. So I'll just white bearded dudes. Wait, what's kind of what the what show is. What bar did you go to? The little small bar, small bar. Oh, small bar. bar. Yeah. <laughs> little little bar. Little bar. Yeah, the, the tiniest of bars <laughs> down the way there. Most of the enough. most of the people here just walked up there, I think. Yeah. What it felt like and yeah. Yeah. It was all right. It was, all right. you know, screaming in everybody's faces all weird, night. That's kind of a couple how. of weird uh drunk moms at the end of that mm-hmm. night trying oh. to like that, like the equi- like the flip side of the Me Too movement was these women just slapping every dude's ass in the oh, bar. To me, asking, yeah, <laughs> asking, like, can I slap your ass? And I'm like, no. And they were just like, well, gonna do wh- it anyways. Why not? I'm like, I'll call the cops on you. I'll flip this shit real fast. Right. I'm right. in a relationship that I'm happy with. You put your hands on me, shit's gonna go down. And march around <laughs> drunk, forty, yeah. trying to act like you still got it. You're you're a good looking lady. Don't you touch me? Don't you fucking touch me? I can see the headline in the Charlotte Observer tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comedian Kyle Kaday punches out a. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't punch, but I'm like, all right, you're getting, I'll get the security kick you out. I'll do it. I'm like, it was just bad behavior. It was bad human behavior, man or woman. Bad human, just drunk, 
moms trying to be like, I bet we can get these guys to like, it was like the, the midlife crisis, but for ladies and like, look at all these guys want us. Like you are literally just grabbing men at the bar oh. or in the middle of conversation. Like, <sighs> like you're getting creeped up on. I totally was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at me. Though. But he liked it. Yeah. It's hard. I, I you're have. Pretty, you're yeah. pretty irresistible, Jason. I admit. Well, that, well, the other, the other part that sucks about it is the fact that when somebody is drunk like that, even if you roast them, or whatever you say to them, yeah. it doesn't register because they've been drinking. I'm so they're the up there getting owned, they and they're just playing. oblivious yeah, to it. Yeah, I'm the most special person in the room, not for the right <laughs> reasons. Right, right. Not and the whole the crowd's right like, do you know what's happening to you? And they just keep going. Mm. They were uh, they were out. I, I don't know what the motive there was. Just a couple. I think it maybe did MDMA for the first time. Oh, just, Lord. Just a couple of moms that got sitters for the whole night, and they were, <laughs> were going to make it count. Now, for those that don't know what MDMA is, Sammy, would you like to explain to everybody? Um, that's, isn't that where they get in the ring and they box? <laughs> they hug each other, though. Oh. That's right. They, mom, they, they do all that MDMA first. Oh, all right. And they just dance. It's such a weird, I don't even know why they need the cage up. These guys are just slow dancing. <laughs> Oh, I remember when it was called ecstasy and they used to cut it with poison. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> the 90s. Oh, boy. Those were the days. Remember somebody like, do MDMA? I'm like, what is that? It's like, it's ecstasy, but just the good stuff. I'm like, man, where's this been for 20 years? <laughs> so, so going back some, what, where are you originally from? Uh, Chicago. Oh, just, sh- just, just outside. I'm, I'm the burbs, but I'm, you know. Oh, okay. the city. So okay. born Addison, in Illinois. The shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started comedy there in 99. Did four years there and then moved to Los Angeles to pursue my dreams. And just a short 20 years later, here we are. <laughs> now, now, now at, that, at that time, were you like one of the kids that like you didn't have any money? You had just enough money to get by for a little bit and went out there? Or did you have things set up a little better than that? No, I didn't, I didn't even visit. I didn't have anything going oh, on. Sh- I, was, I, was like, I was like, I'd been to New York a couple times and had high school pals that lived out there. But I was like, if I'm going to leave, I'm not seeing snow ever again. Like, if I'm going to be sad and chase a <laughs> stupid dream, at least there's going to be a palm tree. Right. Like, I could always, like, I'm from the Midwest. Like, I love recycled air conditioned air. <laughs> Because that meant it was summer and I was on vacation. We go to Florida, and now you realize, like, oh, this is really shitty air conditioning in a bad hotel. And to me, I'm like, this is oh, summer this is break. Oh, this, this is the be- That's a palm tree, and there's a pool, and it's the best time of my life. And so I'm like, I'm going to leave my family and friends. I'm going to go where there's at least going to be that. So when I do this stupid thing with my life, at least there's <laughs> – it's hard to be depressed in L.A. Really? I think oh, there's you a can lot do of people it. who no, you can, differ oh, in no. opinion. <laughs> you can still do it. But it, in my head, I'm like, well, at least it's nice out. Yeah, yeah you got to work a little harder. Seattle. Yeah, yeah you can go to New York and everything's just crummy and there's trash everywhere and the, you, you're paying a million dollars a month for rent. Of course you're depressed. You look at what you did. Look where you moved to. This place sucks. <laughs> at least L.A. I'm like, ah, I'm taking a walk. Just going, into the, going, going up a hill, taking a hike. You know sunny right? again, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. I get it. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. and they talk about like how expensive LA is, but like Yeah, it wasn't it's, it's, it wasn't as bad as anywhere else when I moved there. Now it's now it's getting about on par with everywhere else. But. Plus it sounds pretty good homeless the way y'all describe it. Like do you even <laughs> really need a place to live? Is yeah, that- I mean uh, it's uh I didn't I never understood how there'd be homeless people like in a bad weather area. Like you could just go right, collect enough to get a bus ticket. You know, I re- my, my sister went to school in Iowa 
And I didn't realize she's like a lot of homeless people because of how much they offer for cans. I think that was like a ten cent a can state. So <laughs> Are you serious? A lot more people, yeah. especially if you're in a college town. Shit, you're not even be homeless for long. Collect enough cans at ten cents each after a frat party. <laughs> a thousand there, by That's the end crazy. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Is that still a thing? Where do you turn cans in? Yeah, you uh, in the Michigan. There's still center. ten cents. Yeah. What? When I need when I, not I wasn't like that poor, but in California, I would take the bag of cans to the recycling place. Get my, you know, I, I drink enough beer. Walk away <laughs> yeah. with twelve bucks. I'm like, all right, that's another <laughs> lunch, that's another twelve pack. Perfect. All right, that works out. I used to take them when I was younger. I didn't know they still offered that, so they still do take the cans when you take a fit. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do that when you nah. were? Oh, there was a guy in my do. college. Oh, there was like I was raised huh? with a silver yeah. spoon. <laughs> Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> Man, too good to collect garbage and trade it for pennies on the dollar? Wow. <laughs> a guy in my college did it because apparently his girlfriend was like in the hospital. He was like, he was basically a homeless well, guy. Oh, this got sad. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Let's take it in turn. Shit. But it's true. Yeah, everyone would give him, he'd come to that house after the party. Wait, you said he was homeless. Yeah, he'd come to our house. But his girlfriend was in the hospital. Yeah. I don't know if he was homeless. He was oh. just kind of messed up. He was that guy. You like know what like, I mean? like one of like, those guys on the fringes of like, yeah. things are either going to get real good for you or real bad, <laughs> but they are definitely about to take a turn somehow. Yeah. 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 He was basically a garbage man. He, that's, he just got paid by, the, by weight. That, that got by a lot, of good people, story. A lot yeah. of people in LA right. pushing the carts around. Like, like putting a recycling. I mean, my one landlord would yell at him for taking the recycling. I'm like, what, what are you mad at? They're, help, they're getting rid of the trash. Yeah. They're trespassing. Like, let them have it. Like, they clearly need to go into our garbage for money. Why are you yelling at them about trespassing? That's my Get out of here! <laughs> I mean, I, well, especially when, like, if they knew it would be, because before the recycling was right under my bedroom window, and, like, I was, it was so, when you, I could just hear them, they would be quiet about it because they'd come out early in the morning. But then you get the one guy just banging around. I'm like, oh. get the, no, no. If you're going to do this, understand people. Are like, I know life is already tough. If you're gonna, just, just rattling around, jingle, jangle, <laughs> bottles and stuff. Like, come on, man. Do that when we're at work. You can do that during the day. All day long. But long. you're not talking with people that like, might not be mentally well. So, all right, what am I going to do? He doesn't yell, yell at this guy? This is a half-naked man going through my trash? I'm going to try and... Uh, Get him to honor some decorum. That's not the place. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you look back to to coming to LA, uh, mm-hmm. do you look back and say I went too soon, too late, or I think I hit it at just the right time? Or I probably went too soon, but I, I, honestly, I had to get out of. I didn't, well, I didn't have to, but I was gonna. I was gonna get. I was gonna fall into, like the trappings of like. All right, comedy's like you're okay at it, but just get a job. What are you doing? You know, like everybody else got jobs. Mm. You're tw- also, I lived at home with my parents till I was 26. <laughs> I lived at home and then moved to California. <laughs> I was like, if I'm moving out, I'm moving out. Yeah. I'll, get, I'll get the fuck out of the state. I'm moving across the country. But yeah, so eventually I was gonna, you know, just I was gonna just wind up being a warehouse manager. Not that there's nothing wrong with it, but I was like, right. oh, but like if you want to do this. I go, like how you avoided all of the angry warehouse manager tweets you were about to get just yeah. now. Oh man, yeah. Hey guys, no, I, I was there. I, well, I was ter- I was terrible at it. I was ter- and eventually I was going to have to either take that job seriously or take comedy seriously. So I'm like, well, may as well give comedy a shot. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing in your life that if it 
was difficult, you wanted to try and do it better instead of giving up. Everything mm. else, and I was a wow. good student until something was challenging, and I was like, well, it's probably, probably don't need that anyway. Yeah. Calculus, that's stu- no, I'm never going to use it, so give me the fucking <laughs> d- That ruined my grade point average. Well, you were right math. about that. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, nobody needs, yeah, what, we got computers. Don't we have computers <laughs> for this? You know, it took me three colleges, and they finally made me graduate from a liberal arts school just because I went there long enough. They're like, you're going to graduate this year. I'm like, I don't want to, because I'm like, that means I just <laughs> I have to get a job. Right. As long as I was in school, I was like this delayed, like, nah, you're not part of the world yet. You're a student. Like, motherfucker, you're 26, and you live with your parents. And they're like, oh, also, you're getting a bachelor's degree. I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> and so they, as soon as I, I graduated in 2002, I just worked for a year, saved money. I was like, and because like I said, comedy was the only thing where if it sucked, on Tuesday, instead of wanting to quit, I'm like, I gotta find somewhere on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I gotta wash that. Like you know, you have a bad mm-hmm. set, and then that's you just wear it like a dirty bathrobe oh, until man. you could have another Good set. <laughs> you're just like, uh, like even even strangers, like everybody knows I bombed last night. Like no, you're at the grocery <laughs> store. Nobody even knows you. Nobody cares who you are. But you're like everybody can see it. I'm ashamed of myself. Now, did you, were your parents on board with this initially, or did it take I, some time? I, I think they were just happy I found anything that I wanted to pay attention to, because otherwise I was just a, you know, pothead drunk who was too old to be living at home. <laughs> like, he, he found that my sister was a, you know, a smart kid, so they're like, well, we got her. She's good. <laughs> She's going for it. She's applying herself. We can do. You know, Kyle's. He's got. He's doing his own thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was the. I'm sure that was one of the things. How are the kids doing? What well, Kyle's doing? He's he's doing his thing. He's. Uh, <laughs> you know when you see somebody that doesn't want to talk shit on their own kid and they're trying to be diplomatic, like he's, he'll find it. Some people take some time. Some people take a little longer. And uh, but he's looking. He is looking. He's out there, and uh, I think he's, uh, he's he's gonna find it. He'll find it. Yeah. Some of this is hitting close to home. I <laughs> lie. This is a little. <laughs> But no, they're 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 good folks. They 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 come to all the shows and they're supportive. They're kind of a big part of your act to some degree. You yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, your yeah. This, this new set that I'm doing, I talk about them a bunch. Uh, and I I don't think it's mean. You know. No, I don't think. I think it's. No, no, I no. had my sister watch this set, and I'm like, it's not mean, right? She's like, it's true. I'm like, you didn't answer my. Question. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think you know your parents. If you got along with your parents, it's still like they're crazy. You know. Yeah. If you like your parents, they're, they're nutty, and some people are just like, "No, my parents were the worst," and I, you know, they're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, leave that one alone. <laughs> I'm still trying <laughs> to celebrate them, you know. Right. So, what, is it ever awkward for you when they're in the audience? No, I told my mom. Like, I just like whenever friends come, like, I don't want to see you. I don't want to make eye contact That's with somebody. That's how I, I am too, man. Like, don't tell me you're there. We can talk after the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Or sit in the back. I told my mom, like, just you know the rules now. Go sit in the back because my mom gets very <laughs> overzealous and does that like look around at everybody to make sure they're like, <laughs> are they? <is> it? <laughs> and he said because like, mom, just chill. It's okay. I'm I'm gonna be all right. But that's I mean that's just her trying to be supportive, but in a very awkward way. And I. I'd hear her smoker's cough, so I know where she's sitting. I'll know she's there. There was one show, it was like a storytelling show, where I was going to tell this really weird story about losing my virginity. And I was like, don't come to this one. I don't want you. Because I was doing a show after it in the same venue. I'm like, don't come to this one. She's like, well, it's listed in the newspaper, which means anybody can come. So we're going to come see it. I'm like, oh, no. And I doubled down. I'm like, well, all right. Here's the story. And uh, then it was afterwards. 
And then you hear a like, scream in the middle of it? <laughs> well, no, then my mom has to like, she's like, well, I already heard you do some sort of that story. And then my dad's like, I didn't hear that. Those details. <laughs> like I lost my virginity to a stripper and she put her finger in my butt. And then like, that's like, all right, mom and dad. Look who wanted to come to the show. Uh, do you like your boy now? Checkmate. <laughs> yeah, my dad's like, I'm like, you, do you hear that story? He's like, not all of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's that. I'm sure, again, it's that like mixed. I don't have kids, but I'm sure it's like, Oh, my kid's get actually good at a thing, but it's talking about getting a finger in his ass. <laughs> ah, that's the, yeah. Like a real mixed emotion, kind of like, ah. That's okay. the catch. Okay, well, he found the thing, but the thing is this. Well, But now, by now, I'm sure they're used to, like, they're used to all of it almost by now, right? Yeah, I mean, if I... If I was failing at stand up, I don't know, but like, at least I could be like, look, I, like, hey, people came. You know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, I, I make my mom's, I, when nobody talks as, talks finance or anything, but I still like, I have to tell my mom, she's like, and how's, how's, are you okay, money? I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Phone lights are on. Phone, yeah, ma, I know it's, I, we don't, I don't know how to explain it. I'm, f yeah, I make a living telling jokes. It sounds stupid when I say it out loud. <laughs> But things are okay. Okay, I just, you know, just don't worry. should just hang up in the middle of the conversation yeah. and turn your phone off so yeah, she yeah. thinks your phone got cut off. <laughs> Call her from another number. Yeah. Verizon, like I was on with them. They don't realize, like, I'll get to there. them. Yeah, I got other things I got to pay for. But it's, nah, they're, they're good people. Come from good stock, you know. Hey, all right. Well, so now, and then, so now you have, you recently had a Netflix special come out, right? Yeah, I did one of those half hours that came out in the yeah. beginning of this year. So, how was? How did you? How did yeah, you feel? Clearly, about he's the thrilled with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, this okay. Well, we'll bury ourselves with this one. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix is a company that is striving for global domination, mm. and one market they have cornered are straight white American men already. So I am not a priority over there. Yeah. And so now it's like the joke that I've been making is like trying to get a Netflix special as a straight white dude in America is like the same way when you're trying to apply for like college scholarships. Like you're trying to come up with anything unique. You're like, ah, I'm left handed. And I think my great grandmother blew a Cuban guy once. Can I get anything out of that? Is there anything special about that? And not, OK. All right. We got to give the Malaysian guy with seven minutes of three hour. <laughs> Which and but it's it's been explained to me and it's like it's like Netflix is just trying to conquer the globe you know it's not it's not about it's like they got enough of that and that, like I can't have any resentment about like I got I got a half what am I bitching about I got a half hour out of them mm -hmm. I, but I just I like, had an hour ready to go and like you could have a half hour I'm like <laughs> I, I mangled this hour that I was real happy with to put into a half hour so I was like you I could I realize I what privilege I'm complaining about you yes. <laughs> well you aware do. of what i'm uh, you guys know what i'm talking you know when you got three hours over at comedy central netflix won't give you an out he's fucking asshole yeah i got yeah. audi payments to make you know what i'm talking about yeah. guys you guys know right guys I, i'd hate if that happened to me <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's like I, i'm well aware that it's such a stupid thing to complain about i was gonna say so. you could do full blackface but that may go over poorly mm -hmm. yeah that's that's out i i don't know man. maybe <laughs> no will you're chances, not co-signing on that I can't co-sign okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not oh, but Donald Glover can do the white thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's always coming in the comments. 
But I thought you took the the biggest swings on that from the stand. Well, that's why I was like, all right, here's the largest platform I'm gonna get. Let me go for it, you know. So it was it, it was it, it it was fine. I just kind of I'm being a little brat about it, you know. I just, it just like you know when you got something perfect like set up like it's everything's good this hour everything flows and then i was like yeah we're taping in five weeks and you can do a half hour put that in half and it was and there's also five weeks where i wasn't on the road so i was like i wasn't how are you gonna get that ready so i wasn't happy with what i presented for that half hour i wish it would have been better for for myself that's on me for myself were you initially told that it would be an hour no i was just you know you, you, you just Comic, you just get an hour ready and hope that somebody wants it. You know, yeah. hope that somebody wants to do an album or a special with you. So that's what I was, what I was like. I was there. I was at the album. I'm like, all right, this album is like, I'll, I'm really proud of it. Right. And, and then, all right, well, I'll, I'm not going to look this gift horse in the mouth. But then I did. I bitched about it and I opened my mouth and I probably set my career back a ways. But <laughs> on this show, on you me. don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is Netflix listening? Is Netflix <laughs> subscribed? How long bef- from when you went out to LA did you start getting the Comedy Central stuff? Oh man, I drank a lot. <laughs> I moved out there in 2003. It was about a good 10 years before anything yeah. clicked over. I got I got the Aspen Comedy Festival, which was the last year of the HBO. I was like Montreal was the big one, and then the Aspen HBO one, and I got the New Faces thing at that, and I bombed real bad. Mm. And then that's where I was like, "Oh, your career's over, uh. and so now you just don't have to worry." <laughs> it was like Zach Galifianakis had this story about like after his TV show, after his late night talk show failed, he's like, "Oh, well, that was my opportunity, and it's gone. So now I'm just gonna let it all hang out and be weird." And that's when his career took off. But it was the same thing. Once wow. you stop worrying wow. about it, wow. they're like, "Who's in the room?" This and that. It's like, nope. And that's like before the beards were a thing. Like I had just, I just looked super homeless and was doing jokes about like, ah, well, nothing goes right for anybody, right? Here we go. And that's when the show started going well because I stopped being so concerned about, ooh, is somebody gonna like it? Is it gonna fit in this? Is this a TV friendly set? I'm like, I'm just gonna do comedy like how I started and be excited about it and have fun. And so 2007 things started kind of taking a turn for the better. So. Yeah, wow. I guess it's a great. Just, just ten and here years. Here we are. It's great just lesson. Ten, ten yeah. years in, guys. I can't <laughs> even tell you. I mean, at this point, Brian, how many times have we sat here and talked to folks, and they told us that the moment I stopped giving as much of a shit yep. is when it took off like this that. This is the first one I remember. Oh, this yeah. is. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's like every week. Yeah. Right. No, of us give a shit, and I feel but the show's also, better. But also, you still have to give a shit. You can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to be a lazy writer and go yeah. up and waste stage time for right. real comedy. No, I mean, right. like not giving a shit about making it and just being like, I love comedy, and I'm going to do it. That's how I started comedy. Like, this is going to be the thing that I do at night. I'm going to go to my job whatever that job's going to be, and how some people have a poker game they go to every Thursday. They might not be good at poker, but that's the thing they do that they have fun with. Or some people have whatever hobby, if they're making a model train set in the basement. Like, whatever day job shit they got to deal with, they can come back to that world, and that's going to... Uh, you know, that's going to give them the, the satisfaction in life. Their job won't. And that's what comedy is going to be like. Oh, this is a puzzle that's never going to be solved. This, oh, that joke works? Cool. Shelve it and come up with a new joke that's going to bomb at open mic. It's always going to be a challenge and exciting. And that's like, you still have to care about that part. Right. It's not caring about, right. well, what if, uh, but are they going to book me? Is it going to fit with this? Is this TV friendly? Is there someone in the audience? Like, 
it's about not giving a shit about that. Just like, oh yeah, you remember how you love? If you don't love comedy, get the fuck out. Like that. Go. LA is one of the worst places. Like seeing actors like, well, my acting coach told me it's just good to get my face out. I'm like, get off the stage. <laughs> don't do that. You are taking up real estate that the yeah. rest of us need, so we don't blow our fucking brains out. Get out of here. <laughs> So that's yeah. what I mean. You yeah. still but that's, care about that part. Right, and that's an important distinction because when people listening, like, yeah, don't get confused by that. Like, it's important to care about the craftsmanship yeah. and care about what you're presenting, but don't be overly concerned about opinions and yeah. about, like, working inside of a box. Everybody's like, well, you have advice for comedy? What's your advice? I'm like, do you love it enough to do it for free forever? Because if you don't, just get out now. Find something else. Unless you love it enough, you're going to do it for free forever. Instead, like people that bitch about people that move out from Chicago thinking they could just start at the level they were at in Chicago. I'm like, no, it's new. You go to open mics. I'm doing shows every night and not good. Like, but that's why I live there. That's the gymnasium to practice all the shit and work it out. And friends like, oh boy, I wish I was. Uh, you're hustling. I'm like, you know, there's open mics every night. You know, you can go to open mics and they're just they think they're past that yeah. point. I'm like, well, sorry, man. You need you need a new career. If you think you're too good for open mics, nobody's too good for Tell them to try mics. acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's I, I'm just having this moment this that this is Kyle Kinane saying this. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a huge, that, to me, that's a big deal. I just Kansas City. Well, like, I did a nice sold-out show in Kansas City. And so I was like, there's an open mic down the street. I'm like, let's go. And I did new jokes, and I ate my own asshole. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's an open mic. I'm like, I'm not here for a time. I'm like, oh, it's an open mic? All right. Uh, How about this one? <laughs> nope. Okay, great. How about this next one? That's what it's there for. Yeah. Right. So it's beautiful. So we um we gotta let you go. Well, thank you for doing this. I know they drag you around in the morning. Oh, I appreciate it. I no, do. the AMs are great for comedians. Yeah. I love. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. It's working out perfect. Um, I want to let you. Uh, those who can't is one of my favorite things on television. I love you and it. I love Thanks. the Grolix guys, Adam Kate and Holland and all those I, guys. I did radio it's, before this, and the guy's like, you're, part, you're on one of the greatest shows on television. I'm like, I don't know what's, where you're going. They're like, those who can. I'm like, I'm glad people love that it's show. It's amazing. I, yeah. I wish somebody it's else amazing. saw it's it. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's <laughs> the two people I saw it, I met here in Charlotte. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go watch it now. Yeah. Go watch I, I am. It's I am. great. Third it's season's great. coming out sometime. And then yeah. The, I, don't, I don't remember. I thought I saw the date. Maybe. Yeah, and since I'm yeah. already burning my bridges, yeah, they get dicked around by True TV yeah. a bunch. So. I believe it's also yeah. available on Netflix. Yeah, since you're such a f- or at least uh, Hulu or I wish it was. No, yeah, I, I don't know where it's it's funny. it's on one of the streaming shows. If you're I watched it there. if you're sure True or Netflix, the old Google could solve these. If you're True TV and you've got something like that, don't you kind of not dick it around? I mean, don't you want to keep it? True, t- you th- you think because it's TV, it's like this, you know. The system of like we make wise choices. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. None of none of these people <laughs> know what they're doing. It's like the government. Like you <laughs> think you think it's the system that. I is know everybody's aware system, they but, have no idea what they're doing. But but right. more people. But but TV is like how could this kid? Nobody knows. It's not. It's a yeah. fake thing. It's TV. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know the people that are higher up just bullshitted their way. It's a purely yeah. bullshit industry. And who can bullshit the best? Who? Well, the fucking guy at the top. That's let's tag True best. TV yeah. and Netflix. Yeah, and why not? What's what's yeah. going to happen? Yeah. My, my career going to plateau more? I don't know. <laughs> I'm seeing the end of this. I'm seeing the, the decline of my career Stop. soon anyway. <laughs> All right, we gotta go. We'll yeah, we gotta go. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not uplifting. No, <laughs> 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 follow your so, dreams, kids. Yeah. Follow your dreams. 
So what's next? What, what, Follow what your do dreams. You, you can have roommates when you're 52. Uh, I don't know what's next. I'd probably make an amends after talking shit on people that have given me opportunities. Uh, no, I just. What's the next city you got to? I go to Columbia, South Carolina for their comedy festival. Then I'm in Central Illinois for a festival. I'm the rest of the year. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Any place that's like yeah. you want to. Do, the weirder the place, the more I have to say yes. And the best this place for people to follow you? I have a website that I've now been put in charge of instead of the guy before, so that might work. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. I smashed you. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm on all the stuff. It's you see name. him everywhere. Just just turn the TV on. <laughs> right? just, he's around. He's around. Hell yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thanks yeah, for coming through. For sure. Had a great thanks, time Kyle. with you. And uh, we'll be back. Tammy, hello. How hey, are you? Hey, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. It is so great to see you. Thank you, Brian. I, I'm enjoying this. I love that the comedy club has this wonderful room a lot of comedy clubs don't even have green rooms right, for right. comics this one not only do we have a beautiful green room we even have a podcast room that's right well we're sparing no expense as you can tell by the bunker that hey that i'll <laughs> take it comparatively i have no but i tried to do a podcast i did like one episode yeah. by myself because i don't live in a place where i see a lot of people I, li I live in a hole in a cave <laughs> underneath i'm like osama um no i live in meadville pennsylvania so my son has wow. like this normal life and then i go get on a plane and go do my comedy stuff, but uh, and and my husband's very funny. But there's enough uh, podcast with you know my friend Bonnie McFarlane and right, her right. husband Rich Voss, and then there's Tom and and Christine. So I didn't know what to do with a podcast. So I just talked to myself one day, and I'm like, I don't think, you know, I'm not even interested in listening to myself <laughs> for a half hour. I think your fans would be interested, though, don't you think? Uh, you know, I think that some people enjoyed it. I just, you have yeah. to believe in it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, you know how somebody yeah. tells a joke that you can quite clearly know that it's not their own? You have to yeah. believe in yeah. it. You have to believe in a podcast yeah. that you're doing that someone will, you know. If I had other guests, it'd be great. But just be myself. I'm not good at it. Oh, wow. Well, th that's, I, there, there, I'll take the lead in a whole group of people who would disagree with Well, thank you. Respect. How about yet? Well, thank you. Okay, okay. Well, we'll talk afterwards. We'll get you a podcast. You're the, yeah, that? You're the opposite of my family <laughs> who never believed in anything. They took bets against me when I started comedy. Did they really? <laughs> like, yeah, true? for sure. That's how I did an open mic because yeah. I said I had moved. Uh, my parents had moved from the Cleveland area. That's where I grew up. When I graduated college, I was supposed to go do an internship in the fall. So I had this time from May until September where I was going to move. I had nothing to do. I broke up with my boyfriend that I'd been with high school and college. So um, I moved with my parents in Davenport, Iowa. I had no idea, no friends, nothing out there. So I said they had a comedy club, and I loved comedy. And I said, I'll go over there. I'll be a waitress. I can see stand-up. I'll make a little money. Maybe I'll make a couple friends. Well, uh, two weeks into it, a woman came through, and she wasn't that funny. Um, and I said, I'm as funny as her. I went home, and my brothers were like, uh, no, you're not. And I'm, they were like, bet. And okay, so for 50 <laughs> bucks, I did an open mic night and fell in love with it. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you got paid 50 bucks to do an open mic? Technically, <laughs> right? I won the bet. <laughs> well, that open real. mic turned out to be pretty good because that yeah. open mic, uh, about 
six months into it because um, I ended up staying because that open mic ended up giving me uh, – it had to be quicker than that, three months into it because right before I left for my internship, uh, I got hired to do a morning show wow. at a radio station. So I, I stayed and did the morning show for two and a half years and, wow. yeah, then went on the uh, road uh, next month, 25 years. Boo-hoo. Wow. It's ama- it, it, it goes by fast, doesn't it? Yeah, or 24 years. What would it be? July 6th of 1994. So you're... I'll uh, start you're my 25th year. Yep, yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, did you have the typical um, first-time open mic um, experience where you do pretty well that first time, and you know you get that first-time open mic high, and then the next time you go out, it's kind of rough. Yeah, you know, I did um, because I was always a sarcastic kid. I was never the funny kid, but I was always the sarcastic kid. And when you grow up like like I look with the pure ethnicity with <laughs> the big nose and the big lips and the crazy hair and the humidity and, you know, in the 80s when it was all about the perfect little nose blondes, yeah. you learn how to say some funny stuff. So I always would, you know, like when people would come up to me at nightclubs and go, are your breasts real? I'd be like, don't you think I'd have had my nose fixed first? You know (laughs) what I mean? So that was like my first joke, and I didn't realize it was a joke. It was my standard go-to line. So, yeah, I mean, I did okay. Of course, there was always bombing things, but you you learn how to tell one or two jokes. You know, and it wasn't like now where you see these young alternative comics who are willing to – just eat it. If you ate it, they didn't let you back up. It was right. a very competitive because this funny bone was owned by the owner of the Cleveland Improv. And that mm-hmm. guy, his name is Mitch Kutash, owned 14 clubs, 15 clubs. So, like, you wanted to do well because there were real professional comics coming through that would stay over on the Monday night. Right. You know, and, and that's how I met everybody, I think. Yeah. You know? The, 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 when did. Um, bombing become cool like did Andy Kaufman kind of start that but even his bombing wasn't bombing that was his shtick you know what I mean like people it's funny to me when they they talk about that kind of bombing you know that works when you're already established or not established it works at either end of the spectrum whether you're if you're you know a Louis CK who would go on with nothing or if you're an open micer who doesn't have to. But if you're someone like me who's just, uh, I always say I'm like the sixth man off the bench, to use a basketball analogy, yeah. you know, who works, who just is a hard worker. I'm the blue-collar worker of comedy. Uh, you know, you have to do well. You can't bomb. Right. I have to have people make sure that their their money that they paid for tickets is worth it to come back another time. So, yeah, no, we're not going to be going into exploring. I'm going to I don't care if you think it's, you know, tried or true or hacky or, you know, I don't steal anybody's stuff, but maybe my topics aren't so unique. Sure. You you got to give them what they need. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, how has how has um, and I know you probably get asked that, asked this a lot, but but how has uh, comedy changed? Not not the business of comedy, but, but I think the 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 things that you can do on stage for you personally, but also in general. How has how has comedy changed? It's the weirdest thing because I think there was a resurgence of comedy for a little bit, and it got exciting, and all these comics came out of the woodwork. Or people who think, you know, say that they're comics or they're humorous, YouTube, whatever the case may be. And now I think you're going to see the comedy 
things scale back because we're the word police is call they're calling people out on every single thing. I mean, you can't use an adjective anymore because you I right. can't you can't tell a joke about Lent because someone's grandmother choked on a Lent ball. And now, yeah. what are you saying? If someone has Lent, are they dirty? Are you saying that they're a hoarder? Yeah. What's the matter? Is that a poverty thing? Are you you know what I mean? <laughs> People spin it out of control in the crazy voice in their head on a joke. So only comics who are established, who have a fan base, who know them, are going to be able to make it through this. I think that's mm -hmm. that's really my conclusion to this. Yeah. Uh, um, do you know Paul Hooper? Uh, I I know the name. Yes, okay. definitely. He just um, he tweeted something <laughs> the other day where an audience member got upset uh, because he referred to to in his act he refers to a donkey as a silly little horse, and apparently somebody got upset that <laughs> that he referred to a donkey. It as a is silly amazing horse. what yeah. people you know, or people will get mad at me because I say that I married the hot kid from the slow class, and I'm like, first of all, it's my husband. Right, right. Okay, so. <laughs> I can describe him in whatever terms I'd like to describe him in, right? Because it's my life and my Absolutely. experience. And yeah. he loves it because he's because I say how good looking he like he's hot and he he loves that. So he and he knows that he's not you know that obviously there are exaggerations. That's what comedy of is. The yeah. I just tweeted this picture of I'm not a political comic. I don't talk about politics. I leave that up to all the disgruntled uh, people on Facebook. Right, right. But there are really great political comics. It's not for me, okay? Yeah. I I'm told you, I just I'm I'm the I'm the steel worker of comedy. <laughs> um, but I there was a picture of Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump shaking hands right. at the summit, and I said, "What was the summit for? The worst haircuts in the world, right? right. Silly, mm -hmm. silly." You people went crazy. You, it's for peace. Do you hate peace? You want war? What's wrong with you? You don't like Trump. You uh, Trump's an idiot. Like they, they they went crazy. And I'm like, what point were we allowed to just joke? Like they do have bad hair. Let's just stop. Stop. If the hair club for men got mad at me, they're the only people or Floby or Supercuts can get mad at this. Nobody else can get. This is obvious. They have two. And do they happen to know that in North Korea, they're only allowed 14 legal haircuts? Right, 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 exactly. I mean, for real, they're only allowed 14. So, and he has the worst, apparently, which he thinks is probably the best. So it's so funny, you know, it, it, it's you just can't have a sense of humor over anything anymore. They're going to force a lot of comics to quit. <laughs> when did you start to notice kind of more of a backlash? Well, I always saw it. I honestly, Jerry Seinfeld got in trouble recently for saying that he wouldn't play colleges anymore. Yeah. But I saw that even when I was like I aged out of the college system, which it's funny because now I'm playing some of these old folks homes in Florida, these big uh, senior communities, which is great because I can only age into them. <laughs> so it's very smart business. Um, but I noticed back then because long before it became liberal and conservatives at war, their minds, what I did notice about college campuses, they were so open right. to ideas and things, which was amazing, but they lapped themselves with their op like they were so open that you can't say anything you know what i mean and yeah. to say lap themselves in charlotte people finally get it yeah, <laughs> yeah right. exactly right we, I, I knew exactly what you yeah. said that. Uh, uh, so tell me about what you're working on you just shot 
if I'm not mistaken, a, a, a new special. I did. Right. And you did it at your old high school. Yes, I did. How was that? No, not the same building. Uh, no, not the same building right. because they closed that <laughs> high school because they got a whole bunch of nuclear plant money. Um, ah. But it the same little town. I grew up in a town that is about 30 minutes outside of downtown Cleveland. Um, just regular people, regular jobs. Uh, it, it's been pretty cool because when I was in 10th grade, I said to my, my guidance counselor, I want to be an actress. And she said, you're from here. You're from Perry. No one from here has ever been on TV. She's like, if you want to be on TV, you're going to have to rob a bank. <laughs> right? Which I thought was funny. Uh, but she was like, she was just like, you're not, there's no way that could happen. And it was so funny because it just put a stop sign in front of my dream. So I went to yeah. college to have a degree in fashion. And then I thought, all right, so when the, all this stuff was accomplished and I had my own TV show, I went back there. And then I thought, I'm going to film this special here. And if I tell you what I went through, to film it there, but I wanted to go back just to not only show her and, you know, this is my dream, but I wanted yeah. to, like, inspire some of the other kids. So I took a bunch of kids from high school and had them work alongside with my crew. So not only Great. did I put the whole town, yeah. I'm on TV, I put the whole town on TV, and now these kids, if they want to do this, they're graduating from col or high school with an IMDb credit, yeah. you know? <laughs> so... I did not only yeah. for me, but, you know, it's just a crazy thing. Yeah. Now, um, first of all, was that horrible guidance counselor still around? No, she was dead, which oh, I cried yeah. about, and people thought, oh, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, that's not why I'm crying. <laughs> I wanted to tell her off. Um, yeah, I know. God rest her soul. I just, uh, look, it. I get, I get what she was saying. There really weren't. There was only me. Get this. The only other person who had ever been on television from our school was me and the kid who sat next to me in, in ninth grade study hall. Um, and he was on TV on America's Most Wanted because he was a, called, they called him the BVD bandit. Oh. He would sneak in men's homes <laughs> and cut their underwear off in the summertime when they would like leave their screen doors open. And he cut their underwear off, BVDs. That's why they called him that. So thank God I got the right chair. He, yeah, we sat yeah. at the same table. Is that funny? Well, you made the right choice. Yeah. As far as, you know, your Who's career Who's to path. say that? <laughs> Who's to yeah. say? I don't know. That could have been a fun one, too. It still was TV. Is there money in underwear cutting? I don't know. If I don't know if there's money. I don't <laughs> I know if there's money it. in comedy the first <laughs> couple of years. Let's be honest. $7,000 a year the first year oh. I made. Yeah. Yeah. So how was it going back home? Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, real. I I never have stopped going back home. I stayed really close to my. We, I grew up in a like I said that like our graduating class had about 150 people. Wow. We we were together from kindergarten through. So, you know, I stayed really close with everybody. One of my best friends did my hair. Another one, you know. I mean, there was just so much. It was so cool, and that's what that's what our generation, my generation, has been forgotten, because they thought we'd be dead by now, right? right? right. No one thought 48 was still going to be viable, but we're the only ones. Hollywood has forgotten, and they're seeing now, we're the only ones with disposable income. Right. Because the millennials right. who are coming up don't have the money. They didn't work as hard because they were told everyone was a winner. So they didn't have to put their 10,000 hours in. And we're the only ones left with. So that's why Facebook is still so popular, mm -hmm. because people want to see what happened to the person in high school. Did they get old and fat or what, whatever? Yeah, so yeah. that's what, what happened. So I, I'm like, all right, you want to see what happened to the captain of the cheerleaders? I'm going to stand in front of you for an hour. <laughs> Let's right. do it. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah. So we're in editing with that right now. 
And where is it now? Now your last special was on Netflix. Yeah, I don't know where this one's gonna go. Okay. Um, I produced it myself because this is what happened. Uh, this is gonna tell you it was a labor of love. Oh, and by the way, when I say I'm editing, the only reason I'm editing, I wanted it to run straight as stand up. Of course, you have to put the different cuts in. Yeah. But an Amber Alert went off twice. Oh no. In the middle of the set and overrode everybody's phones. Right. So. I can make anything funny. A guy had a heart attack and had to get carted out of my show. I've seen brawls. I've made that. You can't make an Amber Alert funny. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing I can do and then get you back. If I mock that, like, there's nothing funny. But So I had to stop down hard, cold, twice. 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 Because, you know, and I mean, not to sound selfish, but and yeah. thank God they found this the child. The child's this Amber safe. Alert was yes, the worst thing that ever happened to you. Like. Yeah, <laughs> right. That sounds so, 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 so selfish and hard, but you know no, what I mean. No, I was only I shooting one show. I, I could only, That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I yeah. got 500 and some people to show up, but I couldn't. It's a small town. I can't get it twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I did one show. So. Yeah. Um, so there's some editing that has to go to put that together. And I had to produce it myself. Because, all right, so the company who did my original special um, said, let's do a special, another one, because it did well, right? And uh, I said, great, let's do it. And then uh, my husband, I said, I want to do it in my old high school. And they were like, great, cool idea, love it. My husband then had a a stroke, a Bell's palsy attack. It's been diagnosed two different ways. So I couldn't do it when I was set up to do it. So, um, and, you know, I want to have all the kids in it. By the time I was ready to do it again, the president of or whoever's in charge of that production company was gone. Oh, no. So the new guy says, we still want to do a special with you, but we want to do it at a theater. They want to do it formulaically so they can pounce like five or six different comics in there. And I'm like, no, I've already got, I got these kids. This is, a, this is bigger than comedy now. This is like <laughs> about inspiration dreams. Absolutely. This is like that episode of the Brady Bunch where they only want Greg Brady. You know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> like right. I can't just, I can't leave them. So, I had to go and produce it myself, so. Yeah. And that, are you happy? I know I'm a, I'm a producer as well. Uh, it, there's a lot that goes into producing a show that people don't think about. How do you feel like it, it went? I, th- I think I missed some of the things I needed to because I was the producer yeah. and the star. It's like there was so It was yeah. so hard. The day, I think we missed some interviews with people and things that want to. But I think we're going to be able to get it all in post. I'm very blessed. My, my editor is a good friend of mine, Todd Sheridan Perry, who is a Marvel Comics editor. Like, he okay. does all those movies. Like, he got off of Black Panther and all their their recuts and some different mm-hmm. things and picked up my special wow. and is doing it now, trying to get it done before he gets into the next... I, I forgot what he's editing. Um, I, th- I, th- I think it's the second, Black Panther. I, I can't remember what okay. he... He's editing... He's about to start another Marvel yeah. thing, so that's a good gig. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Which is nice because then he doesn't really need the little bit of money I pay him, <laughs> which is great. Which is nothing but producer yeah. credits. <laughs> well, but that has value. Yeah, so well, like and you know what? It's it's fun because I can't look at mice. I'm not that person. I don't have that yeah. kind of ego that I can stare at myself. I see too many things. I know the material, so I'm watching it, going, "This isn't funny," but. I know the, I know the impact when I say the material live right, is funny. Right. So I'm hoping, you know, well, who's to say? Who's yeah. to say? But you always watch yourself. Yeah, m- we're gonna much mo- more closely. I mean, what I always tell people, you know, you'll see the special 150 times. 
Yeah. Minimum. Your fans will see it once. Yeah. Probably. Most of them will see it once. A couple will watch it you know, multiple times, I'm sure. And but I, it, it, you watch it much more differently than... than that's so do. true. You're right. And it's hard. And I'm a huge... Um, I love comedy. I'm a huge comedy fan. I mean, and comedy has saved my life, and it's stolen a lot of my life. You know, I can't tell you how many times I got up out of bed when I felt like not getting out of bed because you can't call in sick. And how many times I, I've missed out on on real life moments because I had to go to work. Right. So um, I, I I want a lot for this special. Like yeah. I feel like I I see a lot of specials that are phenomenal, and I see some that are, and Chris Rock would say not so specials, right? So I want to make sure that it's it's good. You know, yeah. it's it's it lives there forever. I, I need it to be good because my son needs to know why his mom wasn't around when he lost his first tooth. This right. was why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when you um, record a new hour, mm-hmm. what do you do with that material then? Do you burn it and start over again? or? How, uh, how yeah. Well, it? here's the funny thing. When I uh, recorded that special, it was March 16th. Now we're looking at what's today's date, June 14th. Uh, Correct. That material now is is a hundred times better. It's I'm so mad because I wish I could get it done now. I, you have a little bit of time. You have um, I'm already starting to ease some of those jokes out. I can't just you know look again at like a Louis C.K. as a real working comic. You can't just drop it out of the special, but um, I mean that quickly out of your act. Yeah. But like if you see my Finding the Funny on Netflix, I don't do one joke from that now. So. I will slowly transition those, the jokes from this new special, the way after school special out, write new stuff and get ready for another hour. You know what I mean? That's how it works. So this will roll, you know, I don't know when I'm going to try to sell this. I don't know when that's going to be. But, you know, that'll, this, this special that's, I don't know what I'm saying, but that material that's (laughs) on that special will roll probably for another eight months or so sure you know but with changes yeah yeah the the uh, um so we'll be watching for the special yeah obviously please do let us know i totally will let mike or somebody from the club know what's gonna happen and by the way i don't like to give like people what they can see for free right that but that's always the hard thing because you you don't talk about like i haven't talked about my two twin uncles or my sister-in-law the whore since 2004 (laughs) But every show, someone will come up to me and go, you don't say anything about your sister-in-law. And I'm like, she's not my sister-in-law anymore. <laughs> really? That's, I, I told you. I, I'm not prophetic, but those, those jokes weren't prophecy, but they were true. So um, what is what is next for you then? What do you want to do? Sell this special, okay, I think. Okay. I think that's the ca- cool thing. I'm talking about going on a big uh, theater tour with some some comics that I respect, uh, I, I love like the J- Jackie Flynn and Jimmy Schubert yeah, and yeah. and Steve White. We just had our first uh, almost conference call because some of them didn't call in with <laughs> Rory Rose Garden. Um, so you know, just that I'd love to. I'm actually filming a movie. I'm actually a lead. I should talk about this a little bit yes. in a movie called That's Amore. Of course, what an Italian movie. Um, <laughs> Uh, shooting in July for the first time ever. I've never been a lead in anything, and I don't even know if I'm good enough to be a lead, but we'll see. It's a low-budget one, so I'm at least low-budget lead That's awesome. level. That's yeah. great. So you're shooting that, you said, in July? Yeah, in July. Okay. In between everything else, because like a true comic, I've 
I booked, I didn't believe anything was coming to fruition. So I booked a bunch, like I shoot five days, have two days off on those two days off. I go out on the road, come back. I did the same thing when I had my own TV show. Like yeah. you just double book yourself. Cause Hey, money has to come Absolutely. in, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And then figure out which thing either you want to do more or which thing is the best for you to, or never get yeah. cast in anything. Um, so, uh, the show's, um, here this weekend, we're recording this on Thursday, Yes. but no one will hear it until Friday. So there's two shows tonight, Friday night. So there's been a time warp. Yes. Y- yes. We're bending time. Uh, so, so, uh, two shows Friday night, two shows Saturday. Um, you can get tickets, of course, at the box office. We'll talk about that in the break. It is great to have you back in Charlotte. Thank you for having me. I love it here. And we, I, I, you have probably felt the warmth from a distance but we are huge admirers admirers of you here on the podcast and we appreciate you spending some time with well thank you for having me i really appreciate it welcome back comedy zone podcast brian just raped my earlobes just now that was yes hashtag me too my poor ears ah so we have a very special guest in the building Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Asif Madvi from The Daily Show. Yay! You get Hello. a car. You get a car. <laughs> How this are you? Very exciting. I'm well, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. Are you, you good? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's Friday, so we know all of our comedians go through the ringer of like the media circus. The media circus in the yeah. morning at 7 a.m. I woke up at the crack are you, of dawn. Are you a morning person? Not really. No. Yeah, neither am I. No. And so I don't feel like many comedians are because. You perform at night, right? Well, you know, I'm and, and also just my what is it circadian rhythm mm-hmm. doesn't really work for the morning. It's just like not so I. It's too early for a word yeah, of the day calendar. Yeah, I get up at record. like nine usually, so okay. that's kind of my yeah. So you schedule. were up early. So I was early. up early today, earlier than so I. So like normally to be. you're up at nine, but when do you start functioning? <laughs> Um, <clears throat> well, you know what? Here's I don't know if you want to talk. I've been doing this thing lately called intermittent fasting. Do you know about this? I've heard, Have you I've heard, heard about this? this? No, yes. I haven't. Teach I, me. And Teach I me. feel actually. Here's the thing. I feel great. I feel really good. So I've been getting up. I've been only. You only eat between. Or I currently only eat between the hours of one and nine p.m. Mm-hmm. So you eat in an eight-hour period in the middle of the day. How much do you eat? You can eat whatever you want. Sign you can eat up. for all eight hours. I'm about yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not all eight hours. I mean, okay. you don't want to <laughs> eat 7,000 calories, but basically the idea is you eat normally between the hours of one and nine, and right. then you you don't eat for the rest of the time. What's and, and, you, and it's really, just read about it. It's amazing. It's mm-hmm. really What's, what's the purpose of it? For energy? It's for... Or to reset your body. It's, it's for health. It's for energy. It's for weight loss. It's for everything. But so you, so can you, can you can have coffee. You can have coffee. Yeah, I think I could do that, and and it's it's amazing. I feel amazing. So normally I would say I'm actually not a, but I've been doing this thing, and now I eat Mm. at one o'clock, and so I'm always like looking forward to like one o'clock when I get to eat. Nice. And but I feel great. I feel really good. Mm. Except you know, um, this morning was rough for other reasons. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. Let me. Have you ever had uh, an awkward interview Have experience? I ever had an awkward <laughs> interview experience? Yes. I had one this morning, actually. Um, Just it's crazy. Like, I, I, it, things are... Thing, you know how what? did it get there? Well, it, it started with the interviewer crying. 
um, tears of joy tears, to see. I was hoping that's what it would be, and then it turned out that it was actually tears for poor white people who are being who are the subject of hatred and racism, and you know, um, white people are going to be annihilated. Was this a political talk show no, that you were? No, not necessarily. It was just it just sort of went there. So anyway, we we ended up having a conversation about Roseanne and Bill Cosby. Oh. So you can just imagine how that went. Um, <laughs> but there is, but wow. um, but you know what? It bring there's a crazy time in our country right now. We we see it all that the time. And 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 I I live in New York, and I think I'm in a bubble of like progressivism and then you know you sort of and then you have an interview in like there. that and you're like oh shit <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and she cried yeah she I would have cried I know I thought I'm like what about did you cry what at the end were you like why did I go what through this what's the person who was interviewing it is the first time that I've been in an interview situation where the person interviewing me has started crying before anything was even said just crying for the sadness of white people like it was. <laughs> oh, to be oh fair, this is a very uh. difficult time. It is right as a now, white person for my people. You can, you can, yeah, <laughs> yeah you can definitely right. say. Yeah. We're having, you know, you just don't even know the struggle. <laughs> the opioid <laughs> epidemic is ravaging. Oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, have you seen just, Walking Dead? It was. It, it felt like it was mostly about the fact that, like, she was sad that. Is people, she pregnant? White people I can't just get to say whatever they want to say like they used to be able it's to. Normally, what it boils down <laughs> you know to, know right? I mean? Right. It's sort of like, it's like yeah. we don't get to be racist anymore, or insensitive, or ignorant, and just get away with it. <laughs> right. So essentially, know? it was a temper tantrum because that's what get, they throw temper tantrums when right. they're told you can't do something right. anymore. Right. So yeah. that's, and that's, that's what, what yeah. I mean. It's like, it, and so I had to educate her a little bit <laughs> about mm-hmm. white privilege and. And how did you go about this? Well, we started talking about white privilege, and I and I you was able to her. break down the history of white privilege and how that <laughs> sort of that white, you know, why she lives a middle class life today, and her right. her ancestors were given privileges. And First off, she know. talks for a living. I know. Well, that's the other right. thing, you know. Right. Well, she can have a middle class life with her intelligence level, right, exactly. which is privileged exactly. the whole time. Exactly. That's because if you were that dumb, yeah. There was no way you, you would anywhere. We wouldn't be interviewing. Right, you. remember? I don't know. Like I think she was extremely smart. I'm joking. Don't <laughs> stare at me like that. Wow. Jesus. The, she was. the side no, eye I just got. She could have been incredibly smart because she might have lulled me into this conversation or somehow and now you're trapped. Me in, and now I'm having this. Co- I, I realized in the middle of it, I was like, this is either the best trap of like Wait. trying to ev- like get this kind of conversation out of me. Because it was suddenly I was like, oh, I'm talking about forced. Roseanne versus Bill right. Cosby, which is not what I expected to be talking about this morning. Do you guys remember that MTV show where it was claymation? It was celebrity fights. Celebrity yeah. death match. Celebrity death That's oh, what yeah. I want to see, Roseanne and Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be one if they that brought it back. That would be cool. That would yeah. be cool. Is it possible? Yeah. It was Sasha Baron Cohen. It could have been. I Holy, you know what? <laughs> and I, I'm not going to sue the front I'm, of I'm, I like it. I'm happy about that. Um, she Why didn't you just leave? At any point, were you like, I'm going to get up and walk out of here? You know, this is the thing that I ask myself <laughs> a lot of times. Why don't I just leave? In yeah. hindsight. Um, in hindsight. And, and I have this impulse when faced with ignorance and racism to want to, like, educate people. Mm-hmm. And, and it's sometimes... My wife tells me Bless this all the time. She's like, she's like, you need to stop doing that. You just got to, like, 
walk away. So you can't fix you can't, stupid. You can't get into Twitter wars. You can't, you know, mm. like, and now social media now is crazy. Like, yeah. I, I've unfriended a lot of people because, but there's like a couple people that I keep as friends on Facebook just because they're, they say crazy, the crazy shit. white alt-right sort of stuff and I just get to sort of sometimes hear oh, what yeah. the other side is thinking a little bit like yeah. I feel like I feel like you kind of need to know <laughs> like, like that it's there's the real people out there because it's because I think for a lot of us sometimes it's like you do know that like like at this point like if you're still 100% supporting Donald Trump at this like like you're in s- some serious denial like yeah. like you're really got blinders like you've got an agenda that is so specific that you know, uh, and y- and you kind of as as a, I want to say like as a, as a thinking person, kind of go like how are how are people still there on how board? Are people are still on board. Like yeah, it's got to cost you. Maybe maybe you feel like it's just saving face at this point. Like I cannot give up. No, you know what I mean? at that it's point like you just got to go. It, it's it's like a Browns fan being like, we're gonna yeah, win the Super exactly. Bowl every year. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not. Just just like being a Mets fan, you know, it's yeah. like yeah. it's like yeah. you it's a just kind of stay with it. You I know? mean, before we even started to where we are, him saying that Obama was a Muslim Kenyan right. born well, over that, that should have been the disqualifier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At that point, if you were still hitching yourself Listen, to that wagon, so many you haven't passed the base level right. of right. the exactly. idiocy test. Right. So you we know, can't have a serious conversation. I was there that night at the White House Correspondents' Dinner when when Obama made fun of Trump. I was in the room. I wish I had done something about it right there. Can you take us uh, there for 10 seconds? Uh, oh, it was crazy. Because, you know, the funny thing was that that was the whole, that was when he was uh, claiming that Obama was not born here. And, and Obama had just produced his birth certificate. And a friend of mine had a copy of Obama's birth certificate. And she got Trump to sign it. Oh. She got Trump to autograph. It wasn't the original, obviously. But it was a copy, and I took a picture of it. It's uh, it's somewhere on my phone. But like a a picture of (laughs) Obama's birth certificate with Trump's psychotic (laughs) signature. You know that signature that he has? Yeah. That signature is crazy. That's that's it's a a lie detector test. It is. It it, it, right right. It's it's like you look at that and you go like this person's a despot. This person right here, like like I want to compare. I want to compare his signature to like Stalin and (laughs) Hitler's signature. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you they all have those like crazy like. They all look exactly the same. Like yeah. Did you post earthquake? (laughs) Like there's an earthquake happening right now. Yeah. Did you post this thing? Did you put it up? I didn't. I didn't post it. What? That's you could have stopped this. What if people would have seen that and be like, I can't fucking follow this guy. He signed the birth certificate. It's in that room. If you oh would have if you would have posted it to Facebook, all those white friends that you've kept that are crazy <laughs> would have known. Would have known. Yeah. Exactly. Ugh. I can still post it. I, it's you, not too you late. Stop the second it. term. It's not too late. Post it. Yeah, before the midterms. Right. <laughs> God. Do what Mueller was, uh, should not have done. That was a crazy. <laughs> that was it. that was the one Tell where it. I went to the White House correspondents did a couple of times, and the first time. Um, so I had met Michelle Obama backstage at the Daily Show before Barack was the president, right when he was still running. Mm-hmm. And was she just as cool? She was so awesome, and we had this like little bonding moment, you know, where we were like, I was like, Michelle's my my BFF, like she's totally right, like, right. you know, and she was like, eh, and she gave me like a big hug, and she was like, you know, and I was like, Michelle loves me. Michelle yeah. and I are tight. Uh, yeah. I get invited to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I'm there. I go. You know, Michelle is a big fan of mine. Like, she loves me. Like, I'm, I'm feeling all good about myself. Right. So I go up, and, uh, and of course, they're on the head table. 
mm-hmm. and I walk up and uh, I took I had a friend with me and I walk up and and she's there sitting at the head table and I'm sort of you know maybe a hundred feet away and no not a hundred feet like a hundred yards and and oh, t- twenty yards and she goes and and she sees me and and I'm waving at her and I'm <laughs> like it's me Michelle it's your BFF it's me and she looks at me and she gives me the old like you know. I see you. Hey, what's up? Like, oh. you know, she gives me the whole, like, hey, what's yeah. up? Yeah. Like, Clickety click. Like, <laughs> same thing she gives to Same thing she gives to children. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So she's like, and I'm like chuffed. And I walk away from it going, yeah. Michelle and I are tight. Besties. And then I'm like telling everyone, like, Michelle Obama, we're so close. Like, I bet you, like, if, you know, we're going to have I, tea later. Yeah. Like, I bet you she'd invite me for dinner. Like, it's no, you know. Anyway, cut to the second. Next time I go back to the White House correspondent, which is the year Trump was there, uh-huh. and I go up, <laughs> and I, I'm now with a, a a friend of mine, and I go, you know, Michelle, uh, let me tell you, like last year I was here, she gave me the thing. Let's go do it again. We walk back up. Now she's sitting there. I think it was Jay Leno or something. She was talking to Jay Leno. I can't catch her atten- I can't catch her eye. She's sitting, and so. My friend is like, look, she's not going to look at you. She's not. She's busy talking to Jay Leno, and I'm like, ah, and I and I get really frustrated. And <laughs> this is, you can't see me, but I do a thing where I basically I throw my hands in the air like, <laughs> like ah, forget it. Yeah. And I go, and I do that, and I turn around, and as I do that, my friend looks at me. She goes, oh my god, Barack just saw you, and waved. Oh, and no. And you went, Pff, oh. and turned around. Damn, oh, no. damn, damn. damn. You just dissed the president. You just dissed the president. Did you try to, like, salvage it? Try I don't know. Like, like, by that time, it was too late. I was like, okay. Now, now he thinks um, you're a Trump supporter. Yeah. I hope you're happy. Damn it, man. Yeah. Wow. So that's, uh, but then I got to meet him later, so that was all right. Did you clear it up? I did. I, I did. <laughs> you, know, you don't have my. When, when I met him at a, a thing. He shook like I was trying to holler at like, your wife, and you <laughs> looked at me. And then you I'm looked sorry. at me, and it was this. The timing of it was so crazy. Like I was just like. Um, but anyway, yes. yes. So, what do you want to talk about? The Daily Show. Let's talk about, Let's the, talk Daily about the Daily Show. Daily Show. How, how you you enjoying your work on there? And I mean, well, you guys I, are doing I haven't been stuff. on there in a long time. Yeah, you know. But I was on there for because you're doing riveting interviews with people. <laughs> <laughs> I have like Hulu, it. so I'm just on the episodes. Oh, you're just on you the were. on the John Stewart episodes now. Yes. Okay, good. You yes. know, it's not a series; like you don't have to catch up. You don't. It's, yeah. not, it's not like it's yeah. not like different he's, strokes. No, it's not like he's uh, wondering why he's getting Obama tail, updates. You know? it's not yeah. Like, Wait, I just want to be clear. So, Craig Kilborn left. Yes. Is that what happened? Uh, okay. Oh, shit. Right, what in the world? <laughs> okay. I'm glad I came to Crap. Show. There goes our research. I'm like Trump talking about Frederick Douglass. He's doing wonderful things. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, I blew yeah. the interview. Sammy, you take uh, over. No, no, no. There's no coming back There's from that. No Let me back. just start crying. How did you enjoy your work? Well, editor, how did you enjoy your work on the Daily Show? Um, it was the most. It was an amazing time. You know, I was on there for ten years, and uh, so it just was a small, just a small blip in yeah, my career. Yeah. Uh, but it was a, it was a it was a uh, just an, like I got to work with some of the funniest, smartest. People, you know, and and comedy writers and comedy people in the business. So it was a real training ground for me, just as a as a comedian and as a writer. And you know, and it was just the greatest thing. And 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 it, the the crazy thing was it almost never happened because I actually turned down 
the job when I was originally asked to audition Why? for the Daily Show. Because so I, you know, I had a long sort of career as an actor. I'd done Broadway right. and theater and movies and all this stuff, which I continue to do uh, on the Daily Show. But so I sort of saw myself as as you know an actor. Mm. And, right. and then one it was day, below I, you. I, I, no, what, what happened? It, it w- so like, I got the. My girlfriend and I had broken up a year earlier. I found out she got engaged, mm. and that I was bitch. writing her a letter. Uh, sort of, With maybe I was going to send it to her. Maybe I was not going to send it. But it's basically like me purging all of my like stuff about the relationship. So I was in this really sad place. The phone rings. It's my manager, and they go, you have an audition for The Daily Show. This is all in my book, by the way. You can read it in the book, No Lands Man, available wherever books are sold. Yes. Uh, Plug. Anyway, so (laughs) I I basically get this call from my manager. They're like, you uh, have an audition for The Daily Show. And I thought, oh, this is going to be one of these things where I go down there, and I'd done this thing on Jimmy Kimmel or Letterman where they basically were like, we want someone to do the voice of Saddam Hussein, or we need oh you to put on a turban and fly around on a magic carpet and pretend like, you know, I was like, oh, this is one of these stupid things. They right. pay you a couple of hundred bucks and you go home, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I said, look, I'm in the middle of this writing this letter, and I'm just really kind of purging a lot of sadness right now, and so I'm not really ready to do this, so... Can they no. see me tomorrow? Your agent is on the other phone <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck? Right, exactly. And I was like, I was like, look, I know what this is probably going to be. And So then they were like, let's get, we're going to get more information. We'll call you back. They call me back. They're like, okay, it's for a correspondent. And they're only seeing people today. So you either get in there before three o'clock today or it's or done. Out. So I'm never going to get out. Put on a suit. <clears throat> By the time, it was about 20 blocks down the street. Go down. It's me, John Stewart, a couple of producers sitting in the audience. I walk in. John is like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" You know, and he's like, "He's like, so um, thanks for coming in." Uh, you know, and they had written this piece for a Middle East correspondent, and they didn't have a Middle East correspondent, so they mm. were auditioning people for this one piece that they were going to air that night. So why they auditioned you? So they, uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is what <laughs> I was thinking at the time. So I go down there and I'm like, oh, yeah, do it, fine, you know. And John's like, no, have you ever performed in front of a live audience before? Because he thought I was like a TV guy, mm. and I was like, dude, I was like, I've been on Broadway, like, relax. And, oh and so he was like, big time. He was like, he was Damn. like, yeah. He was like, oh, Mr. Broadway, all right, <laughs> here we go. And so he's like, let's just go with it. And so we did it, and I just basically did my best Stephen Colbert impression. <laughs> And John turned to me and he was like, congratulations, welcome to The Daily Show. Oh my wow. You're, wow. you're on the show tonight. Wow. He's wow. like, do you have plans tonight? And I was like, no. I got to finish my sad finish letter. letter. <laughs> At that point, I was like, well, I gotta, can I go home and finish my letter? <laughs> and I'm like, but he was basically like, you uh, are going to be on The Daily Show tonight. And so then we did the rehearsal. I think that's your passport, that which I'll gladly take. But oh my God, I have to. This is where our country is now. Pickpocket. I have to carry my passport yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, He's like, I am a citizen. <laughs> <laughs> he um, smacked his no, interviewer earlier in the it face with it. I had this conversation with Maz Jobrani. You know Maz Jobrani, oh, yeah. comedian? Yeah. He was like, I take my passport everywhere. I never leave the house without my passport. <laughs> He's like, I'm fucking Iranian. I am not, <laughs> ah, not fucking without around. my passport. So, <laughs> you know what I think would be a great addition to your book? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I would, uh, just hearing that story, I definitely want to read it. 
and I'm just learning to read, so this will yes, this will be great for you because it's written in very big letters. You should do like they do with Drunk History and uh-huh. narrate it, and then but do it drunk. Oh right. So because all I could see when you're saying I'm sitting here purging all of my feelings in this letter, and I get a call, all I can picture is you being like. Not right now. Not, yeah, that was basically it. I was like, I'm in the middle of sadness right now. <laughs> I am purging sadness. No. So if um, you could just put together no, a web series I know. of you well, drunk I did do the, I did. There is the audio book of my book, which is also available. But are you drunk? Audible. I'm not drunk. That's what I need. But I did. Uh, it was funny because they had me come in and do the audio book. And uh, I was like, I don't know why I was like big upping my own audio book. Because I was like, listen, I only have two hours. Okay, and I gotta get out of here. And it's your like, book, and I was like, "Why? Why am I? Why the fuck am I like doing that? Shortchanging my own book?" So I'm in the thing going, "I gotta get out of here." Two hours, and I'm like speeding through it, and I'm like, "Okay, Austin, wait, slow down. You don't need to do this. Yeah. This is your book." So then, so part of the book, uh, this is to say that part of the audio book is very fast, and then oh. I slow down. <laughs> it's like the last page is normal speed, but like, the rest yeah, of the it, the rest is of it is like double time. Um, but yeah, and so I did, any, oh, I was going to finish my Daily Show story, like, I basically am like, I, I get the job, and then we rehearse at 4.30. I go out to rehearse at 4.30, I look out in the audience, and there's a couple of producers, and this is my first time there, I've never been there, I look, I see this guy, he's sitting in the audience, he's got a baseball cap on, and I realize it's Bruce Springsteen. Well. Sitting in the audience what? during rehearsal. Why is he there? Because he just happened to show up that day. What? And he was in town, and he was like, I'm coming to see The Daily Show. So, yeah, no pressure. I, no come pressure. Ba- I come backstage, and there's all these like crew guys there. Did you like, realize who it was? Yeah, once I, I like recognize him in the middle of my rehearsal, <laughs> oh. I recognize him, and I'm, and I'm suddenly going, Fuck. Bruce Springsteen works at The Daily Show. <laughs> like, Holy shit. I'm about to be I'm working with Bruce Springsteen. Like, he's really not doing well. No, but like, he's an like, intern. He's, a, he's an intern. Unpaid, <laughs> an unpaid intern. I was like, I come backstage, I say to the guys, hey, do you know that Bruce Springsteen is out there? And they're all freaking out. They're like, yeah, we know. We just came by. I was like, I was like, do you guys get celebrities like that all the time? And he said, no. He goes, last, you know, uh, what's her name? Um, Harry Potter woman was here last week, J.K. Rowling's, but nobody knows what she looks like. At least back then, nobody knew what she looked like. So he basically, but then Bruce Springsteen came backstage after the show, after my first time on The Daily Show, and shook my hand and said hi to me and told me I did a good job. And I told him, you're very good as well at what you do. <laughs> and so it was like the weirdest day. I, figu- I figured you would have gone. Psh! Yeah, I know. I yeah, know. when you got out of bed that morning. <laughs> Please. Yeah. When you got out of bed that morning, you had no idea. That morning I was like, I'm writing a letter happen. to my girlfriend purging my like, you know, sad relationship. I'll tell you the fascinating. I ended up on The Daily Show. The and then I didn't finish the letter because I was like, fuck her, I'm on TV now. <laughs> She'll find I, out. I'm, <laughs> I've been on Broadway <laughs> and I'm on The Daily right, Show. Right, right. Here's the fascinating thing, though. This is just another, this is another in a line of stories about people that went out for <clears throat> things that mm-hmm. didn't, ca- I'm not going to get it, whatever. Right. And then they get the show. Right. Yeah. We've had like a number of people come here Last and be like, week. I, who was we had, that? Who, who do we, well, we had Ali. Ali Sadiq said that. Chris Red yeah. said that from from SNL, right? Yeah. Said he wasn't really. Yeah. Thinking Chris Red said it. I didn't even want it. I was mad when I went to my audition. And well, yeah. I think here's the thing. I, I have a theory about that, and I think that it's sometimes when you don't care, is when you are free, creatively mm. to right. just be mm. funny mm. and be free. 
Because when you want something so, like the jobs that I've always gone in, like I want this so bad, this mm. will be the most amazing thing. I choke because yeah. you put so much pressure on yourself. So I think yep. almost sometimes you have to trick, uh, this is an old audition technique, which is you have to sort of trick yourself into yeah. like not caring mm -hmm. as much as you do care because so then you will actually have the creativity and freedom to just make bold choices. To go all in. Or go all in. Or just yeah. Something a lot of creative sense. and fun. Yeah. So basically, when I go for my extra role in a Bojangles commercial today, I don't care you about just it. That you're I'm just going to be the best tailgater yeah. ever. Right, don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> you extra number seven, I'm coming for you. You can start by eating some Bojangles because that'll make you not care about anything else until you get it out of you. Well, here's here's a side note. Wait, I you have to audition to be an extra? Yes. No. Swear. Why? This is, you this just is Charlotte. Like, you That's look why. like a tailgater. You just got to walk, you right? Just right. Like, <laughs> I just walk in. I'm like, where's the beer? <laughs> you're hired. I'm actually going to go to the audition drunk, and then I'm not even there acting. You then you're not acting. Then you're done. You're I've got, done. like, a chicken leg, and I'm hammered. Like, <laughs> How, done. like most people that eat Bojangles. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you have anything coming up you're excited about? Anything you want the people to know about? Um, well, I, uh, I've got a couple of uh, auditions coming up. That, I'm <laughs> that you'd like the Damn people it. to know about? Is it a Bojangles <laughs> we, uh, extra role? Um, we, we have actually, I can't, it, 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 I got a couple of things coming up. I can't actually talk about them because okay. they're not really done deals yet. But you right. don't care so about any of them, right? I don't care about them so much as that they, if they, yes, I do. I care about them yes. a lot. But you can't, <laughs> you, can't, I can't you can't give details. I can't give details, but we, I've, been, I've been out uh, pitching a couple of TV shows, so we've got one thing that, uh, is uh, hopefully uh, Apple is interested in it, and okay. so we're well. We're that's a small ooh. company, so good yeah. luck. I know, I, I know, mean. right? Yeah, ooh, nice. Um, nice. So we're, we're kind of we're kind of on that, and uh, I'm doing more writing, and I've I've got some writing stuff coming. I'm doing stand up all over the place and putting together. And this fall, Boom. I am going. Drum roll, please. Are we breaking? If it? you're in the New York City area, um, so I did a one man show 20 years ago called Sakina's Restaurant, which actually launched my career wow. um, as an actor. And uh, we're doing a revival of it. That's awesome. On because this is the 20-year anniversary of that show. So yeah. we're going to be doing a revival of it this fall at the Minetta Lane Theater in New York. Whoa. And, uh, we're going to do crazy. a production of Sakina's Restaurant. How long is Walmart. that going to run for? Four weeks. Wow. Uh, it runs from October 4th to November 4th. Wow. And so um, if you're in the New York City area and you want to come up okay, and see it. Okay, now, if I walk into the audience and I'm, like, trying to get your attention <laughs> and you don't shoot your little guns yeah, at yeah. me, we are not We're not friends. friends anymore. And I will not and come I will back next year my and try it again. <laughs> awesome. Let, let's, let's cut to the chase. If I bring my wife up there, can we come backstage? Your wife can. No, I'm kidding. Oh. I don't know what that means. I don't even know why I said that. Shots fired. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> See, I just wanted the finger guns. You got actual shots fired. <laughs> yes. No, the, the great thing is that's the best part of doing a one-man show is because the, because the worst part of doing a one-man show is that the cast party is terrible. <laughs> oh. Right? And so, and so you want people to come backstage afterwards and hang out with you because you're all by yourself. There's all kinds of room. room. You don't know. Oh. So, okay, uh, I always we'll make it a couple's trip. Let's make it a Let's couple's trip. You bring your, I'll bring, you bring I'm your in. wife. I'm in, I'm all in. Six of yeah. us. You bring the tailgater friends. Your yeah, tailgater the Bojangles friends, crew. The Bojangles crew. You bring. Uh, well, I bring my wife. You and bring your wife. And my, yeah. And, and, and yeah. You're all, we're all just. Will, you bring, bring your husband. I bring a lot yes. of. Yes. Bojangles food. 
Yes. And and we'll have a picnic. Chicken and, and beer. And back, Let's and do it. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm all yeah, in. Yeah. And yeah. this is audio recorded, so you so know. We got so you're stuck with us. Uh, <laughs> we might troll you if you don't live up to it. <laughs> um, no, there's no mic. <laughs> Where so can much. people follow you on, on social on media? Social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Asif. Just at Asif, A-A-S-I-F, which when I first, so here's the thing. They told me that having my first name, I'm the only Asif that's just Asif on Twitter. Yeah. Damn, and the Twitter lucky. people were really excited about it. This was like 10 years ago right. or seven years ago. And they were like, you don't understand. You have you just your name. It's just your first name, and that's it. There's no nothing else, and that's yeah. amazing. And I was like, "What do I get?" And they're like, "Nothing." <laughs> oh! And I was like, "What do you mean you nothing?" So why am I excited it. about it? They're like, "Because it's really cool. Like it's really." And I was like, "But what do I do? I get what do I get? What's the thing?" And they were like, "No, you don't get anything." Yeah. Did you Did you at so least anyway. get a blue check mark? I got a blue check mark. Okay. I got well. a blue check mark. <sighs> but yes, yeah, so I'm at Asif on Twitter, and then I'm on Facebook and on Instagram. Asif what about Monday. your MySpace? What? MySpace uh, is uh, Asif Mambi at MySpace. Okay. What else is there? I don't do the Snapchat. Live do you do the Snapchat? Pinterest? I do. My, my my sixteen year old niece is trying to get me into the Snapchat, but I I've never been able. To. I don't know she's I'm just always inconsistent. I do it on pictures and just yeah. and and I don't even know when it happens. Like I, what is? This is me being an old guy right now. Uh, like I'm yeah. basically like yeah. I don't understand what happens with Snapchat. Like you basically just take a picture of your it's nose for young kids. and you send it out with a filter of a cat on it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes, cool. and so I don't do that. I don't do that one. So I basically do Twitter and Instagram, and you're welcome to follow me. Oh, I will. Yes, you <laughs> should. Pew, pew, pew. And uh, you can learn all about the my musings and goings on. Yes. And, you know, and I occasionally will just post pictures of me sitting in my apartment. Sounds good. The next time you have an interviewer cry, yeah. can you just awkwardly get a selfie of them crying with oh, you yeah, smiling? I should, I really should. You should have. That would have been Instagram that. gold. It would have been like, I should have got a video of her just, just saying all a that Snapchat. stuff. A Snapchat. See, this Snapchat. is why you need Snapchat. This is what it is. That's what it's good for. Anyway, so anyway, everybody, come out this weekend to see Asif. He's here all weekend. He's here to what? Uh, two shows Friday night, two, two shows, shows Saturday night. The show comes out uh, Friday, July twenty seventh. So twenty seventh and twenty eighth of July twenty eighteen. If you're listening to us in the future, because it, yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be out there forever. So, right. so July twenty seventh, twenty eighteen, we did the four amazing shows. If you're listening to us in the future, That's right? Yes, and you missed them. Yes, indeed. Because, uh, or maybe you didn't. But if you did miss them. And uh, too bad. It is what it is. It is what it is. The Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Hepburn and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 